Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show. With Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Hello and welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast preview show. Me talking first means that Stephen isn't here. He's currently helping children at the school, apparently, decide what to do with their lives. Um, so, obviously, the Rofsted is in danger, isn't it? They'll be making some great life decisions today. <laughs> Life's deci- yeah. Life decisions with Stephen Gold, If you want to go to Marseille and you know, chuck some uh, plastic <laughs> uh, picnic furniture about, uh, then, you know, that's your choice, but, you know. I'd actively encourage it. That's what he'd be saying to them. <laughs> he's not Maybe. really a hooligan. No, he's, but we he's never him. been involved in it. We liked him. Well, he might have been. I don't know. He could have dark secrets. Who knows? We don't know for sure, do we? We don't. I mean, either way, he's I'd never. I'd like to think he did. Neither confirm nor deny. Mild hooliganism. Yeah. It's like drawing like, uh, yeah. some <laughs> gentles on a toilet wall he, he or shat, something. He in, shouted at someone. In Gdansk. Yeah. I don't know. A friendly. I don't know. He's done. He's probably done something awful. Gareth's probably done worse. Gareth's one of them, right? goes on about other people but actually it's because it's in his heart of hearts he's got this psychotic desire to throw around <laughs> furniture <laughs> his house is a mess the sofa's overturned yeah, well no, I can't afford to like destroy my own house I just destroy other people's right okay. <laughs> destroy other people's furniture and lives that's my wow. uh, that's my goal brutal um, speaking of um, terrible lives poor old Jack Rodwell eh? I mean he's <laughs> a, obviously he's um, you know did his uh, Hello Magazine um Centre spread, um, mail online, well, vodcast. Know, same, this same, is what this is turning yeah. into the vodcast. The two, same two thing. episodes. Obviously, the you know the fear of being jobless. That is uh, obviously that pressure at the moment. Um, as he uh, sort of moves forward with his uh, burgeoning England career as a centre back, <laughs> um, it's a ba- it's a deep battle for him, um, and we all wish him the best of success in, it, in achieving everything he can. If he only was given <laughs> an opportunity. Because he never has been. <laughs> no, he's never had a chance, has he? <laughs> no. Yeah, I noticed you'd made some remarks, James, about the whole thing. Well, Before write, the mail thing, you I wrote think, uh, something about it today, didn't you? A bit of a yeah, I, reflection. I wrote a, a piece earlier in the week when uh, that, I seen that one. Yeah, though. when um, you know we first found out that uh, he wanted to leave and that Sunderland were prepared to tear up his contract, and then obviously he did his uh, his interview with with the Mail, and, and I've written a few reflections on on that today. Um, I have to say, I thought that, that his interview was pretty self-serving. Really, it wasn't. Uh, uh, I don't think it, it came across very well. It will certainly, um, you know, not have endeared him to to Sunderland fans. Although he, he sort of he, he tried at great lengths to, to be respectful towards the club in in there, but just the, the way that he the way that he came across wasn't right in in tone. And the central argument in there, he was saying that his his next move will be. About football and not finance, um, but as he's not going to get any football at Sunderland, then it, it, you know it begs the question: Why is he still here? I mean, he made some interesting mm. comments about, you know, he had a good run in the team under Allardyce. I mean, that's factually incorrect. 
I mean, he, yeah. he, he played less than a third of the games under Sam Allardyce. One might say it is fake news. Yeah, it is, probably is fake news in the mail. Um, uh, well, no, but they're just running what he said, so yeah, in this yeah, instance, yeah. actually, yeah. no. Yeah, but they should, He's yeah. the fake news, not the mail. <laughs> not yeah. the mail. Fake football of fake news. Yeah. Um, he is a fake footballer. The, yeah, um, yeah seven, I think it was seven games that he played under Allardyce. It's a great so, run. And he said, you know, <laughs> I, I just... I, and then obviously we had Grayson at the start of the season um, saying that he wanted to... Didn't feel as though he could handle playing in centre midfield anymore. Wanted to play as a centre-back. Um, and then we've had Chris Coleman come in and suggest that maybe it's up to him to to be ready. Mm. Then he suggested he was being made to train in his own in the article, but I'm pretty sure on the video that was streamed yesterday, he was involved in the in the training session so no he, that actually wasn't wasn't him that was mistaken identity oh was it I think yeah yeah he, he is he's training separately is he's, he he's coming, you're doing but three so sessions what, a day so why what is the situation there he's, he's claiming he's as fit as he's ever been which is actually I don't I don't know how true that is how he, how he can be as fit as he can be if he hasn't played any football he hasn't even been playing for the under 23s there's obviously not games being played behind closed doors to get him up to speed who who's is the truth somewhere in the middle? Um, it's, it's a difficult one to, to know because up to a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, we we were under the impression that he was, you know, injured. Um, so whether this this training regime that he's, he's currently on, whether that's whether that's about uh, you know some sort of intensive recovery uh, thing or. Uh, whether he's sort of glossing over it a bit in his interview today when he's talking about uh, fitness. I mean, obviously you have to you have to bear in mind he, he he's looking for another club, he, so he's not going to uh, um, put the worst light on it. He, he wants people to um, you know to, to think that he could come in and, and do a, a job for them. So he's obviously going to put it paint it in the best possible light, isn't he? Um, but how fit he is, he can't be much fit. He hasn't no. played a game, um, you know, at any. Um, of any description since November, and when he played at Grimsby in the uh, Checker Trade Trophy, yeah, it was apparently an awful performance from him. Wasn't didn't, it? He cut, didn't he? I didn't see I it. I'm pretty sure he. I don't know if it was that game or another. He, he was at fault for one of the goals. I don't know if it was the first game he might have mm. played in that tournament where I think he gave the ball away, passed it straight on their strikers out from the back <laughs> or something. And they I think scored. that might have been Doncaster. Was it? it might have been the second game. Yeah. I've, I was at the first two <coughs> games, not at the uh, the last one, but but the I think it was that one, and I think he you know he took about the ninth penalty I think uh, in the in the game at Grimsby something like that. Wow. Give them experience for a penalty <laughs> shootout. Yeah. Wow, he was one of the generous. senior pros, and he, he's been he the ninth funny. penalty. Give him the opportunity. No, to, but be, to be heroes. That's what he was doing. So he's wait. a very good guy. <laughs> he's a great guy. I mean, I, 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 I should just you know put it in here because I have written a couple of uh, you know pretty uh, scathing articles of of Jack and Jack's position this week. I should also say that he's actually you know he's he's not a, a bad guy. Yeah, that, he, does, he, does, he always seems very well. very well, the, 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 very good. So yeah. In in football, you come across some people who are you know pretty unpleasant characters, and he's certainly not one of no. those. He's in a, a situation with with this contract and the finances and with his injury record and and his form and everything else, um, which is very 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 bad. But I'm not condemning him as a, as a terrible human being. I just think that uh, you know the situation that he's in and the club's in is is not going to end well. It doesn't paint him as a guy who is a good guy. What the things that he's perceived to have done. So 
I'm with you. I think whenever he's been asked to do media stuff, he comes across a lot better than maybe some of the others who've done it. And he's in a really awkward position almost, which just sounds ridiculous to say, but by being paid so much money, whereas others will have signed contracts that have got relegation clauses in and stuff like that, be it when they first signed or when the contracts have been renewed, he's come in without that. So, it, and now he's cutting this lonely figure on the training pitch and. It, it's he's like an almost like a pariah kind of figure. It's it's really odd, because it you hear all these people kind of cri- there's a lot of criticism of we talked about it on Monday about like O'Shea Catamull type characters and whilst they're not be might not be the best performers on the pitch, you just compare their attitudes mm. and their behaviour with with Rodwell's again it it paints him in a, a bad light. So whether he's a nice guy or not, I don't think, like you said, I don't think this interview does him any favours. No. But then again, I don't really think he probably is that bothered anymore about what Sunderland no. fans think of him. It's Like you say, it's self-serving. Yeah. I think everyone needs to move on, how they work that out, whether they give him some money to get rid of him, whether another club does show interest and they work out as part of the negotiation that we take, pretty much no transfer fee. Whatever money we do get, Go straight to him and his agent. Who would that club yeah. be? Well, look, look at his look at his situation. The things he says in the piece, he's basically said the money's irrelevant, um, and and all that. He just wants to play again. Okay, then. If he believes everything he says in the piece, how he, he could even do it? Say he could contact. Say right, we'll cancel your contract. Your agent can contact. 44 teams in the Football League, you can contact the 20 teams in the Premier League, and you can contact, well, sorry, 43, not including not, us, yeah. and 23 teams in the Championship, and say, Jack Rodwell is available for free, with no signing on fee, and you've got to give him 10 grand a week. Well, not even that. I mean, you can say, at my next moves for and football, then, come, yeah. say, so you start from zero, come at me with your offers, and then if there's two or three clubs interested, it could be an incredibly low rate, but you can at least play them off against each other yeah. and try and get a salary that you think you're worth. And let's see how many are interested. And I bet it would still be an incredibly low number. Yeah. I, I don't. I think somebody would take a chance on him if he said that they were the terms. I know it's a bit simplistic, and obviously the ins and outs of football yeah. would probably boil. It wouldn't it down, work like that. Know, it wouldn't work mean. like that. But I mean, some of them are prepared to write off, you know, any kind of fee. You know, they're not interested in a fee. They just would like him off off their books so any club could take him for nothing and and if I was in, in Jack's shoes and I'm already a very wealthy man you know by uh, by anyone's standards then uh, you know just say well somebody give me a short term deal to the end of the season yeah, I'm feeling as, as, fit as, uh, the fit, as fit as I've ever been so I will either earn a, a better contract with this other team or I'll attract interest from elsewhere if, if needs be you know have some faith in back your own ability but he doesn't seem to to want yeah. to do that. And the big worry for me, well, there are two big worries in, in this. First of all, the first and immediate one is if he doesn't get cut cut adrift as a free agent by the end of January, then he can't move to anybody else yeah. after that. It's not a case of well, if someone comes along in March, then uh, then Sunderland can pay him off and oh, sorry, not pay him off, release him and then um, and then him sign. He has to be a free agent at the end of the window to be able to do that. So it only gives him two weeks. And then beyond that, if he's still here and if he's still um, collecting his, you know, uh, weekly salary, and if the worst happened and Sunderland were relegated, imagine having a player on seventy grand a week when you're in League One. Not only a player on seventy grand a week, 
a player who is basically you not know, used to a player you can't use effectively because I mean, the fans won't have no, him. Now he's, he's finished. Not, yeah. He's done. I well, mean, now, now this whole scenario has killed his career at the yeah. club now. Now, obviously, a lot of people are saying the response is right. Well, if this is what you're saying, he should be in the squad at the weekend if he's saying yeah. he's fit and all that and, and available because we, we haven't got many options. I can't see. None in midfield effect. Well, he's not playing in midfield. He's a defender now. That's what he said. He's a centre back. He's not a midfielder. So well, Mark Wilson's not a midfielder, but yeah. he's played there because that's what the need. The need lies in midfield. Yeah. They've actually he's got bodies that, in, yeah. in defence. Yeah. We've played. We've, we, you know, people like George Honeyman's played in a flat four midfield as a central midfielder, and that's not his position. He's played right, wide right. He's not a wide right player. That's not his position. But he's been asked to do it, and he's done it. All right, he's he's not a bane. He's twenty three. But he's he's young. He's enthusiastic. He's put his heart and soul into it. Jack Rodwell, the, like you say, the money he's on, the reputation that he comes with, he might feel like he can't play that role. But if others can have a go, who are mm. getting paid a lot less money than him and probably never earn that kind of money in their career, then he can knuckle down. Especially if he's so f- fit and ready to go. I think the, the why issue, not? The issue you've got with the next two games is as well because they're probably the biggest games of the season, and it will they will probably determine. Which way it's going to go? I think, in 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 some respects, I'm not saying it's whatever happens, it's it's everything's going to be fine or it's over. But they, you know, they really need to win the t- the next two games, um, especially at home because of think, the home record so <clears throat> abject. But I think it is as well, you know, it feeds into that. I understand why people say, well, if he says he's fit, then you know, get him on the team sheet. I understand that reaction, but I think that you know, if if you stand back from that and say. What would the reaction be oh. if Jack, Jack Rodwell was on the team sheet on on Saturday mm. against Hull, either on the bench or in the starting lineup? It would be a terrible reaction. It would be a bad, you know, a bad way to go into the game. So yeah. people people respond exactly. that way, and I understand why it's an immediate reaction to to the words that he's saying. But you wouldn't really want to see him in the team. I mean, when does the the um Foreign window close the like for the Middle East and stuff like that. No I know that no obviously because we sold Jan after the window, didn't yeah. we? Um, back in yeah, the, 2011, the, I think it was. I don't know. I don't know off the top of my head exactly, but they're usually you know within a week or okay. so of the end of the window. But he'd still have to be a free agent at the end of the English window, I think. So yeah, I mean we could. Yeah, I mean that that is an if there was an option to set, to you know send him off to yeah you know Qatar or Qatar something. or. You know Australia or the MLS or something like that or, or China. You know the, the he's might... got to want to do it though. Yeah. I mean to be honest, we've we've talked a lot about him and ultimately I suppose you've just got what what we want is really him off the wage bill. So in the very small amount of time we've got left to do some deals, it might give us a bit more capacity to bring players in. Well, and more importantly, it's it's crazy, but a player declaring himself fit in our squad is actually less. Relevant news in terms of our team sheet for this weekend and going into, like you say, another mm. important game the following week. An injury to John Walters, who doesn't even belong to Sunderland, is a, is almost bigger news yeah. in terms of our potential to well, steal. We'll come on to the, uh, it, the it, transfer situation further on in the show and talk about Walters <clears> and, and things like that. I mean, I guess one way to look at the Rodwell situation is he's probably saved us 140 grand a week, hasn't he? Because I doubt that interview he gave to the Daily Mail will be authorised by the uh, club press yeah, officer. He's probably so he's probably going to get a nice juicy fine. So you buy what a third of a James Vaughan with, yeah. with that. What about wages. those Billy, Billy Jones comments? I know today? That's, we should talk about the Billy like, on the back of the the Rodwell. I mean, this is almost, almost worse, yeah, isn't it? It know? is Rodwell for what all we've talked about. I mean, he's not done anything specifically wrong. Well, 
He's the just boring bit of it's been pretty wrong. Yeah, <laughs> obviously three and a half years of or whatever it is, is of garbage. Feels longer. Yeah, <laughs> but you're right. These are, the, these comments are even more like revelatory. No wonder they couldn't with with one child striker that we've got. No wonder they couldn't wait to get rid of Vaughan. Not only was he a joke on the pitch, apparently yeah. he wasn't <laughs> even bothering off it. Yeah, maybe look. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they were, they were like, oh yeah, he kept on missing on purpose, Vaughan. Every time we put him clean through on goal, he kept on blazing it over the bar and putting it wide on purpose. It's a new, like, new way. On purpose, just new, what he does. New way to angle for a move, isn't it? Do badly. Do badly. Well, but <laughs> I, yeah. I, I was trying less but, to yeah, get the, a move. The, I mean, the comment, I think the comment was that um, players were interrupting sessions. Now, I don't know how how you would interrupt a session. I, I don't know how that would work. As a, what do you... Was he, was what he do like you do doing in, in a drill? Acting out scenes from Jackass or something. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't what I mean? know. How do you interrupt a session, a, a, dr- a training drill? How do you put? How do you? <laughs> do you just let the ball run through your legs or kick the ball out it's of play? Kicking Billy Jones, yeah. right? Yeah. It's strange, it's I don't know. I don't, pants down. I, you know, I don't know exactly what what Billy was referring to, but I must admit, you know that. That remark that he made, I was surprised that he made it. It was very, very honest, and um, you know, and I was, I was there when he when he said that, and uh, um, I think uh, I don't know exactly the behaviour that he's referring to, but I think it gives you a good idea of of some of the problems that successive managers. And I know that you'll you can you can say, well, Simon Grayson brought brought him to the club, James Vaughan to to the club, but it it, it shows the kind of problems that. Sunderland manager are having a fight uh, behind the scenes, you know, which the fans don't see, as well as the fan, all the problems that the fans certainly do see. Yeah. You know, it's it's a very very it's because I think there's been such a, a turnover of players, and there have been some players arrive for all the wrong reasons. You know, I'm just talking generally, not just necessarily about James Vaughan. I'm talking about players going back several years now. You know, um, the players that have come and gone. Um, have uh, you know have got no identification with the club the fans don't have any identification with those players um and and they're not part of it when i when i first came into this job you know peter reed was the manager and and there was a really solid good group of players there um it, it's it's funny how these things sorry i'm smiling because you said peter reed and i watched that video today about oh his, yeah, oh, yeah. Do you mean? <laughs> did you see that video of the uh He's, he's, he's talking about uh, the, this the King Prawn, yes, yeah, video. garlic yeah. King Prawn thing. Yeah. You've got, you got to watch. The vid- well, it's not going to be called the garlic King Prawn video, is it? I can't even remember who it was a tribute to because all Laurie I can Cunningham, yeah, that's Laurie right. Cunningham, yeah, yeah. So there's all, the, yeah. Anyway, you, watch, watch yeah, it. You should watch that. It will probably spoil it's it. Now, more, but. more. That's more fun than watching Sunday <laughs> yeah, on the weekend. Is, yeah. I, I'll predict that. But, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a culture. <laughs> it's almost a cultural thing, isn't it? So it's not anything to do with specific individuals. It's a continuation of like a certain way of behaving at the club that you could argue stretches back, well, to who knows when. There's been probably interruptions through, throughout that time, but Grayson struck me as the type of manager who would have been a bit of a Steve Bruce type, less just not as good as Bruce, and working with inferior players, but maybe he's encouraged a bit of a more of a... Like, a don't, I don't even know how to describe it. Just like laid back, An old school yeah. sort yeah. of environment. Whereas I, I get the impression, judging just from his comments and the type of approach he's taking, that Coleman's not not going to stand for that. He's got more of a keen 
Yeah, he's been more of a disciplinarian, doesn't yeah. doesn't he? I think I think it's uh, it's interesting when you when you look at all the players that have that have come through, um, and and it's been such a an incredible turnover in of, of players, and I don't think that the, the the fans really identify with with the the group at all, and I, and I think that's that's been a, a really big problem. One of the things that that I do. Um, one of the things that, that I, I get slightly disappointed by is I, I know that Lee Catamull and John O'Shea and other senior pros and in the in the past people like Phil Bardsley when he was at the club they came in for an awful lot of stick and you can point the finger and say well are they quite good enough or you know is John O'Shea too old thirty six yeah he's too old um, oh. but the point is if you're talking about their character if you're talking about you know their will to win and their professionalism. And their, you know, desire. I don't think you can question that at all. And you look at some of the other players who might be more talented uh, and are certainly younger than uh, than John. But you look at, at them and you say, well, you know, that they, they, if only they had the same kind of character as the senior pros. You know, I know. That, again, I'm going to go back to them, O'Shea and Catamull. They're they're the ones that get the stick because they're the ones that come out and mm. face the media after after a heavy defeat away from home. And all the rest of it, and people say, "Oh, we don't want to hear more from John O'Shea explaining this away." What about the ones that don't bother showing the faces? What about the ones that won't, you know, face the music? They're the, these are the guys that put their hand up and say, "Well, I'll take responsibility and and what have you." That's the way I look at it, anyway. I think with them, it's just a case of because they've been around it for so long, it's it's their fault. And I don't know, we we joke about it on on both shows, and you know, I think you know, again, a day. You've got Lee Catamull in a situation where he's putting himself at risk again by coming back into the team, and I imagine he will start at the weekend. Well, I was going to say, maybe you think about who starts, and, and you're looking at who's available, and yeah. you think he's, he's going to have to yeah. fill that Gibson sort of position. And isn't you've he? got, on the other hand, you've got Jack Rodwell, who's doing interviews with the Daily Mail, telling everybody he's the fittest he's ever been, but he's not available to play. And then you've got someone like Lee Catamore who's getting... I know that Jack Rodwell gets pelted for different reasons, but you've got someone like Lee Catamore, and yes, he's not the player he was. He's not the player who, when he came back in under Poyet after he'd been bombed out by De Canio, arguably, in my opinion, should have gone to the World Cup in that squad because there wasn't many better defensive central midfielders than him that season. And people can laugh about that and, and joke about it, but other people watched him that year from you know people who wouldn't watch him every week and commented on... He was how brilliant. good he was yeah. and he, he was outstanding that season. season that was his best season at Sunderland he was brilliant but, um, um, and he's not that he's not that player anymore no. but and he's but you, been you, poor you, this season it's been frustrating because he expected more from him yeah. but at the same time at least and people talk about what is what it means to play for Sunderland and, and what Sunderland sports appreciate well, at least he's willing to pull a shirt on and get out there when he can and, and to be and, fair I mean and he's, are, putting his, he's putting his he's putting his longevity as a footballer at risk by yeah. Committing to play for Sunderland when we need him, he will, he will play when, when when he's not right. And there's no way he should have played at, at, at Cardiff. Um, you know, the only reason he played at Cardiff is is because Sunderland had nobody else. Did to, Wilson to, get to injured put in. at Cardiff? Or? Uh, yeah, I think he, I think he did. did I he? think he, he came off with a with a minor a minor injury, nothing to, nothing serious. He's had a lot of injuries since he's been here as well, hasn't he? But he but, played. But, I mean, he played. To, but, to be fair, Wilson, whatever you say about him, again, yeah. not for, not a good player. But he played through it yeah. over Christmas. He had Carl and, and, and Darren Gibson's another one. Yeah. Darren he, Gibson's the case in, in point. The main I mean, one, isn't you, it? You know, he, he shouldn't have, have played over Christmas. But Sunderland had had nobody else. He was prepared 
to do it. Um, and he was actually know, and, playing very well. And and <laughs> and we played, well, certainly his best football for Sunderland during that period, to the point where a player that was sort of derided last season and the start of of this, it got to the point when he was injured that people were saying, well, you know, that's well, a massive, a huge blow. It's a huge blow. Well, it is a huge blow. Yeah. I mean, well, look, Mc, McNair's obviously still got this. He's another one. Growing problem where he's had to come back in when he's not been ready. If we can get him fit and Donkey, I know people say what they want about Don, but he's obviously come in when he's not quite right because he was straight back out in the game with a problem. Um, you know, so he's right when he says we're rushing them back and then they're picking stuff up again. Obviously, what else today, can do? obviously, there's a big talk from Johnny Williams and the manager about Johnny Williams saying how important he's going to be and he could be back for. Well, it sounds like he could be back for the Birmingham game. Um, by what they were saying, by giving them a game in the under twenty threes, and then yeah. and that he's been able to stay fit, you know, because it's a shoulder problem, so he can do running and all that kind of stuff. So he's going to be he's going to be fit at least. Um, how long with him? He, the problem with Johnny Williams is, and we kind of talked about loan players, and he might go back the other day. And I understand Coleman trusts him, knows him. You know, he's he's obviously got some ability, some somewhere <clears> in there, and we've seen with Coleman players who didn't flourish under Grayson have found a role in Coleman's system that make them look better. I'd yeah. say Gooch and Honeyman are very good examples. Adam Matthews, Adam Matthews as well. Um, but Williams, it's all well and good, you, but you, he's taken up a loan space, and if he picks up yet another injury, he's, he has he even played consecutive games. It's he, and the last injury was so frustrating because he. It was needless, and he gave it to himself oh. really with Vec. But if you're going to get injured, and then we, from, then we conceded from the free kick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, well, I see they've recalled the goalkeeper mentioning that free kick. Yeah, straight. Well, I don't. I think it probably that's just because Mika's gone, and yeah, well, well, he's not going to go into the team. No, I don't think so. But I wouldn't. You know what? I wouldn't be entirely surprised if he took Steele's place on the bench <laughs> in well. some ways. But anyway, the mid the midfielder. Who else is even available? You're going to have Honeyman. I assume Gooch. But they're not central midfielders. They're maybe yeah. in a three, you can kind of have them doing the the leg work, yeah. and then it's going to be Catamol who's going to have to sit in the middle, yeah. and they're going to have to protect them by doing all the running. Basically, as 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 they had been doing for With Darren Gibson, Gibson, it's the same thing. Yeah, I think Gucci, to be fair, the weekend I thought he had a decent game and probably deserves. And he's come back again from a problem because he had the hamstring issue, didn't he? So yeah, he's another yeah. one who's never. But been he, I thought he, he, he I thought he was probably the best of the. The midfield set at, at the at the weekend gone. Um, so, but it, the sore thing on the ground, and you do you do wonder if we'd had the squad available that the Grayson had available with Coleman. Oh, I think would have been a very off. different position. But he's just having to juggle it every week. You can't get any consistency. The injuries have been crippling. Um, what we'll do is speaking of crippling injuries and obviously mentioned John Walters um, when we come back after this we'll have a chat about the transfer situation um, and obviously the the injury to to players we don't even own yet (laughs) there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care plush care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board certified physicians who can prescribe fda approved weight loss medications like wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify take charge of your health and speak with a board certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss that's plushcare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> Wise Men Say, Sun FM Preview Show. With Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. Yeah, John Walters posted a picture in the surgery socks last night um, obviously some people probably thought eh, it's a medi- he's having a medical at Sunderland it's like well mm. they don't cut you open if you have a no. medical <laughs> they don't put you to sleep and cut you open so no. um, not my knowledge anyway I mean that would be to be fair that would be quite elaborate a, a, cut, a cut open John Walters might be fitter than some of our players <laughs> yeah, actually quite, quite yeah. possibly I mean stay away yeah, really. he's had, but he's had, that, he has a, he's had I think cartilage surgery he's out for 8 weeks so that means no I'll rest effectively that's over. It's ended, yeah, that's and obviously then the news filtered through that Klopp had made the decision to keep Woodburn at Liverpool. So that's probably our two top January transfer targets. It appears gone. So basically, in key areas. If basically, basically, if 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 the season all goes wrong, it's Barcelona's fault for pinching Coutinho. Well, we've yes, you know it's we all can got, trace it all back. Had, that, well, definitely. we've had England manager. Don't, don't England. blame it on the sunshine. Blame, <laughs> it, blame it on the Barca. <laughs> we, we've had uh, obviously Allardyce stolen by England so yeah. you blame them and then uh, yeah we can blame we are the epicentre for, for for just awful things happening aren't <laughs> we really I don't know if that's pretty it. much yeah. yeah but yes so I think a lot of us were really looking forward to the prospect of a player like John Walters oh, coming definitely. in you know the what he offers physically because we're very weak as a side we're like physical experience, experience um, and he scored goals in the Premier League he's playing the Premier League for what seven eight years probably Longer now than that, probably. Um, yeah. and now we're in a situation where we have to find somebody an, an equivalent um, that not only has the ability but has the the physicality the experience the attitude because I think with John Walters the attitude was something that a lot of people was going to I think it would have given a lot of people a lift that kind of player having that kind of player in your team around the club um, but obviously it seems as though the next in line is is Chris Martin from Derby County who scored a lot of goals for them I think he's got one in three uh, for Derby County um, but he had a very odd spell at Fulham, spell at Fulham last and they season did, and it didn't it didn't work out either to be way, fair to him their fans weren't, weren't impressed but be, with him I think to be fair to Chris Martin I think a lot of that was down to the situation between the two clubs um, especially obviously he was turfed out by um, Nigel Pearson randomly <laughs> when he'd been their like top scorer of the season before. Yeah, it was odd, wasn't um, it? And then McLaren came back, wanted to bring him back. They couldn't because there wasn't the clause in the contract. And then he signed a new deal at Derby while, while he was Fulham. still on loan at Fulham, right. which obviously and Ful- but Fulham wanted to convert the deal to, be- to a permanent at the end of the season. Wow, what but a then, mess! But Chris Martin obviously in signing the deal was like, well, I want to go back. And he was happy to go back and play under McLaren because I think he must have played under him before. I think he scored a lot of Derby. goals under under McLaren. So I think to be fair to Chris Martin in that situation, although there's an argument to say you keep your head down, you professional while you're at Fulham and do the job, he still scored ten goals. Mm. 
but he probably he maybe felt a little bit messed around because he probably didn't want to leave Derby in the first place when Pearson binned him anyway. So he's probably you know if you're not going to play, so you got to go somewhere and play football. So it's just a bit of a funny situation that that one and it was not all lump periods work out. No, that that one <clears> didn't. But um, what's been interesting is that um, you know he's played in nearly every game for for Derby this season. I think 23 out of 27 games. Oh, really? um, how many goals he only started five of them. Do you know how many goals he scored this just season? Just one this season. And he in just the got league. the one, Yeah. Um, so while he's made a lot of appearances, I don't know how much time he spent on on the pitch. Yeah, um, it could could be a total of yeah. ten minute spells. Yeah. Didn't he miss an absolute sitter against us first game of the season? I think he went clean through on goal and Was absolutely blazed it over the bar. Well, he, he's a funny player, isn't he? And, well, he's, he's got pedigree at this yeah. sort of championship level and at the right end of it. But when it comes to strikers, that's sometimes because they've got good yeah. players around mm. them. But he is big and physical, and why Grayson didn't identify that as something we needed in yeah. the summer, I'm not entirely sure. Whether it was budget constraints and he, you know, the, the closest thing he personally could find was James Vaughan, and that might just because you know he's that's his network's just limited. Martin definitely fits a bill more. He's you know he's limited, but then who isn't in the championship? Yeah. You know, Go and get um, and die back from Wolves on loan in midfield. It's the kind of player you need. It is the kind of player Physic- you need physically, physically. Physic- in terms of the imposing. We've got not. We've got. Nothing I'm not saying like go and get a player like that. Somebody who's physically imposing who can sit deep, get put a spot on the ball, and he can pass it. I mean, I, I, obviously, I liked then die when he was at Sunderland. I think a lot of fans actually. He was, good. was a bit. He was a bit of a marmite player. When you think yes. a lot of fans really liked him, a lot of fans. But he couldn't. I don't think he could ever fault his. Uh, his He's, commitment to Sunderland when he fine. played, um, and obviously he didn't last long. Um, he, he wasn't fancied uh, by uh, Martin O'Neill, I think it was when he when he came in. He um, bought him. No, it was Paolo. Oh, De Canio, wasn't it? Sorry, yeah, he did. He did buy him. Yeah, you're right. But he bought him at that turning point where the club were listening to other people's. They weren't Martin O'Neill transfers, mm. I don't think. Yeah. There was there was that. I think he was already listening yeah. to Defanti at that point. He had a brilliant game against. Uh, Everton didn't he? Went, he absolutely he did, yeah, he did a fantastic yeah. job on Fellaini when Fellaini was yeah. right at his peak. And obviously he's played. You know he was on loan at Hull last season, and obviously he's, he's been at Wolves. He was top of the league this season. Probably not playing every week, but they're the kind know. of players you got to look at. Players maybe at the top of the league who, who aren't getting games like Chris Martin and think about you know other other deals to be done there. You know because because we need we're far too diminutive in midfield. We, we, we were from day dot though. Start of the season, it's all well and good. People like Honeyman and, and Gooch getting games, and you know that's fine. They work hard, and like we said, they take the pressure off someone like Darren Gibson, so he could just play football. But they're tiny. Then you look at the other players we've signed. People like like Graben, Obviously, we're going to miss his goals, but he he wasn't a physical imposing player. Vaughan, he battled defenders, but he wasn't he wasn't a physical player. Really, McGeady, no. McManaman, no. no. The only one really is Wilson, but he's, he's not looked. Yeah. I'll do it. I think as, as well, you know, this is a problem that's gone back, you know, quite quite a long time about the the physical size of of Sunderland's teams. And uh, speaking to the recruitment staff that have arrived at Sunderland over the last twelve months or so, um, this is something that they're aware of and something that they want to to change and mm. and change the profile of of player they bring in they need more athletes by which they mm. mean you know six foot odd players they know now not obviously as soon as, as soon as anyone says that 
and a, a player who's five foot nine arrives, then people say, "Where's what's happening?" You know, I thought yeah. it was, every single player is going, no. is going to meet that criteria. But they're talking about changing the you know the overall profile mm. of the squad over a period of of time, um, and mm. I think that's de- desperately needed because there are times when when you know. Um, you see Sunderland lined up in the tunnel against you know, a physically imposing team and it looks like land of the giants well I think the major problem actually one of the major problems we've got is that we aren't a good one of, one of the well, many we've, many major we've got problems. lots of them but in the championship you look at Newcastle last season and kind of won it by being physically imposing on other teams but like, but they didn't have a big physical striker in Gale that's fine the rest of the team could score from set pieces Every other team set piece looks like being a goal against us because we just don't have the height and physicality to cope. And the goalkeepers, and I don't think that's just limited to Reuter, I think in the division in general, look a little shaky. Mm. And there's a lot of set piece goals to be had. Oviedo was putting in some great balls on the weekend and he had no real confidence we would yeah. score from them. At the other end of the pitch, when they were on the attack and they obviously scored from set pieces, you've got people like Saul Bamba, their forward line was yeah. is just physically imposing in a way that our defence can't cope with, let alone yeah. our forward line. And that that is... <coughs> whether these other lads that we've mentioned are talented enough is almost beside the point. It's not that kind of division. Yeah. You get the odd team. Swansea played their way out of it to an extent. But that seems to be... That seems to be fading, if anything. Yeah. Maybe maybe Huddersfield did to an extent. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. But they had better players than us. Yeah. You know, you can you can do it to a, to a degree, but but really, you, you know, you, you need you need players of, of a decent size in in, in that league. In, you know, in, in my opinion. Well, Brighton, another example last season. You know, they they under Poyet had this kind of way of playing. That, I'm not criticising Chris. I think Brighton were a very championship. I was going to. They've become something yeah. totally different. And what was the thing that got them promoted? It wasn't the played out from the back. It was the Chris Hutton pragmatism, mm. Glenn Murray, people like that yeah. up front. Knockout. Yeah, you got a, you got a winger who can put a ball in and he can score from range. Yeah, and you've got a big lump up front, and and it works. It makes it hard once you get up. Mm. You've got to sort of think about how to make that better. But who'd they have a midfield people like Steve Sidwell, yeah. Berham Kyle? They're not like but Steve, great is it Steve, Dale Stevens looks like a decent player. Actually, he's done quite well since oh, he stepped up with the Premier League. To be fair, so, Solly March, people like that. They're, they're like all right players, but they're not like it's not this you know whole identity mm. thing and I think maybe myself included I did think we would struggle perhaps not this badly but I thought we'd have a footballing team that would be able to play itself to wins and I just didn't realise we've looked worse sometimes against teams like Millwall mm. just can't cope physically I think, the prob- I think the problem going back this season and we bought we had a team full of players that we're trying to play the way the manager wanted them to play mm. that we're not equipped to do it and then as a result we struggled and then now we've got a situation where we just haven't got any players I mean <laughs> that's the problem we haven't got any players to play I mean we've had as, as many as 13 out for, for, for games mm. you know you're talking about 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 players out on a weekly basis it's not it's not conducive to getting a run of games to, you know and, and and it's not conducive to, to to having a team that's defensively solid. It's not conducive to have a team that can create opportunities and create goals. I mean that's the problem at the moment. We're not scoring goals. I mean, 
just to to come on to some some points from some people who, who sent some questions in. Luke Hagen says, um, "Are we better with a back four? Uh, appreciate that the three were at Wolves, but we're still conceding the same horrific goals. But have no options further up the pitch with no midfielders supporting Madger." Well, it's an interesting question, but Sunderland's four clean sheets this season have all come with a back five. Haven't kept, kept a single clean sheet with uh, um, with a back four, so um, you know I'm, I'm inclined to think that that's one change that Coleman made for the better. I like, uh, although I like, it has come at a cost yeah. in that they're not scoring as many goals. I mean, the thing is, though, you can. I think if you've got the players going forward, it's a very attacking formation. It's essentially three-four-three. Three. Well, look, if you want it to be. If you, if, if yeah. you, when he talks about the box midfield with the two in behind, I mean, he obviously thought, "I'll have if I've got Williams in." And what more available? Who can go behind Graben? Or even McGeady? Yeah. Somebody or, like yeah, him. Yeah, or Williams deeper and, and McGeady and, and what more behind uh, in that in that little, those two in behind? He's probably thinking great. Like, it's got the pace there. The, there's it's trickery. Yeah. McGeady, for his many faults, has got talent yeah. and can score goals, and he can and he can score from range as well. We don't. Who in that team now? Can even Oviedo is probably the, mm. the best who can strike a ball from from a decent yeah. range, and he hasn't scored. Well, he scored that corner against. Uh, yeah, well, we can count that, can't we? Well, I mean, in he's terms been, of he's his, the post his a few times, hasn't he? He's been, he was oh, he's, he's been really uh, yeah. the free he, kick, didn't he? Crucially, there? he hasn't he hasn't been scoring the goals. Honeyman's been Honeyman's probably our second top scorer now that Graben's gone after McGeady. Probably and he scored about four goals. Yeah. Probably. So I mean, there is there is a problem. We can't pass through teams. We can't beat them. Physically. We have looked better when we've tried to play the ball. But we've, course, the problem definitely. is, we, we, I think the I think the I don't think you can overplay overstayed how devastating the injuries have been to to the team no, because it's, it's a massive massive problem. And at the moment, we're just getting from game to game, trying to put a team out and try and hopefully stay in the game and get a result. It's square pegs in round holes all yeah, the time, yes. isn't it? You know, and you're looking. Uh, you know, you, you look at the players that are out, and you wonder to yourself, you know, what what team would you feel if you had everybody available, if you had everybody fit and available, and how would that team fare? Now, obviously, no team has all their players fit for every game. But I'm just saying, if you were starting off at the beginning of the season, um, you know, what you know, even just having somebody like Duncan Watmore available, yeah, what a absolutely. difference he would have made to this team. You know, if you had, if you you know, you think about the players that are out injured now. If you, if you could add, you know. Duncan Watmore, Darren Gibson, and assuming that that he that he, he was committed to the to the job, Lamine Kone. If you had those three players <coughs> in in your team, what a difference it would make to this side. I mean, is Kone could Kone could be available effectively this this week? Uh, yeah, I mean he's been out for for quite a while. Uh, end of October with you know quite a serious knee injury. Um, so is he one of the ones to be fair to him who hasn't been? Fake an injury or whatever? Do you think? Do you think that's been a genuine problem? And, I know that, that he has definitely had a a, a fairly serious knee, knee injury. When I say fairly serious, I don't mean anything yeah. like like Paddy McNair or, or Duncan Watmore, but well, three but, months but a proper a, a proper knee injury that that's needed you know mm-hmm. real treatment and time. And from what I, what people tell me from within the club, he's worked incredibly hard to get himself fit. And now you know people will question his motivation as to why he's working incredibly yeah. hard. Mm, it's January, but the, but, but the point is, but the point is, he he's, is. He's, he's doing doing that, and and also I'm, I'm told that he hasn't been 
any bother, any disruptive influence off off the pitch. So if, he, if he's fit, one. if he's available, let's you know, let's well, give him the benefit of the so doubt. You, you could argue, so he's not rotten core leader num- <laughs> number <laughs> number three or whatever. Now. You know, he's obviously not one of the ones who who is causing the bother, even though. Because he's caused bother in the past, you'd expect him to be. But well, I wonder how more. much of the bother he's caused is actually agent related. Yeah. A- anyway, a fit commitment. So, Corney, when we've seen what he can do in the <coughs> Premier League, can do more than a good job in this division. And he's physically powerful. He's big, which we don't really have much of. You could go to a back four with Coleman as manager if he's wanting it and he wants to play. Because he. You don't need to cover because you can suddenly you can bring O'Shea out of the equation. You could have Coney yeah. and the new lad, or Brown, and you've suddenly you've got options in the in the back four. If you go to a back four, if you've got Coney, I don't think you can have a back four with John O'Shea in it because his legs are just not going to carry him. And I don't think you can put two young lads on loan together because it's just there's too many mistakes in in them. Maybe not the maybe not. Maybe it's unfair to say that we haven't seen enough of them. We've not seen them play yeah. together in a, in a four, but you would think mm. I've seen enough of Browning to know he's got a couple of ricks in him. He's looked a lot better in a three though, because there's someone covering yeah. for that. But he, but, and also, he's the one who steps out with the ball. Yeah, um, in the three, so he, he'll come out. Well, with imagine the ball. if you, you took you've got Corny, he can do that. Yeah, but in I'd a be, four, I'd be happy. I'd be happy for. To stick with the three and, and bring and give O'Shea a break. I mean, the thing about O'Shea is like we like we say, people can criticise him, but he should have been weaned out of this team three years time. ago. Well, he's he played every game over Christmas. He was supposed to be be out of it, uh, not this season. Last, you know, the yeah. idea was that he would be here under Moyes as, as somebody to be called on yeah. as and when necessary, and yet he wound up being the you know the. You know the the main man in in the middle of defence, and it's been the same this season. It's and mad. Um, and as Craig says, you know he played four games. You know we we we've said over a couple of, several times over um, over the last couple of years, can John O'Shea play Saturday, Tuesday? You know, can he play two games in four days? Well, over Christmas he played four games in nine days. You know, I mean that t- that. Yeah. That would take some doing for any yeah. player. Never mind someone who's thirty six and you know the best will in the world is uh, you know approaching the end of his career. Exactly, absolutely. I mean, he, you can't. I think he uh, you criticise him. I think you can criticise him that. for you know for it, it, all the, the only criticism you can give him is that he's not as good as he used to be as a footballer because age has caught up with him. And I think it, I'm not saying he's beyond criticism, but, but you know he's doing he, he's doing he's doing a, he's doing a job. That other people should be doing and it should have been here to do, and he keeps on getting rolled back in and and, and made to to do it, and he probably thinks sometimes I bet when he looks around. And what am I doing? What, here? How did I, I go from how did I end up here? Not Megan Figo to yeah. this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you also got to think yeah. he could see he did see just well, I've, I've kind of had it, had enough. Obviously, on the flip side, he's got another contract, so he's earning money. But if he just said Nah, I'm done. I've had enough and walked away. Imagine the clip of that defence mm. this season without him. So Whether you think he's played badly in it or not, would it have been better without him? I, I don't no. think so. Well, I, mean, I don't think so. Obviously, we're going to have to wrap it up because when we're at the the forty-five minute mark, half time. It's only half yeah. time. I know it's only half time. We could go and come. Come back and we can. Yeah, talk I mean, talk about, about the game. But I guess you'd you'd probably assume that Matthews is going to come in for for Jones, um, and the rest of it. 
cut them you all. You know, chuck with the, chuck the names in a bag and mebbies. pull them out. I imagine it's going to be Madger now, which is really disappointing because they wanted somebody in. Unless Chris Martin well, is on still the time, way. isn't there? But he's got what less than what? How many hours has he got to do the deal? I don't know. When, I can I never remember. Cause Eighteen the, hours the or something like that. For is, it mid, is, is it midday? Is it Friday? Is it midday or, or is it five o'clock? Um, well, either, like either way, they've got less than twenty-four hours. Yeah, and he's only in Derby, aren't they? Isn't he? You, you don't know. He wants to, if he says yes, the deal can, could be done for yeah, all it, we know. It could have been done done for hours. You, if you he says, don't if know, he says you? yes, then you know that I'm sure they could get it done pretty quickly. Um, but the, you know, I'm sure all those. All the, I'm sure if if that's the deal on the table, they'll be working really hard there to make it happen for tomorrow. And it would be a boost, even though he wouldn't have had much t- time with the team. You chuck him straight. You know, in. you just put him straight in without a doubt. And you just, you he's know, been playing. He's, just, he's been played twenty three times this exactly. season. Exactly. You so. put him in, and you, you know, you hit areas for him, and he, he's a striker. So you know what, you know, what, if you're playing behind a striker, you know what you need to do. You need to put the ball in areas he's going to like. So that you just keep it simple. Get the ball wide. Get the ball in the box. You know, and and, well, and hopefully something happens. They would stick with a back five, and or three in the wing backs, and they'll play defensively. But if you've got him, you've got an outhaul that you don't yeah. have in my in my draft. All all best will in the world. He's, he's not that kind of player, and he's young. Yeah. And but Martin, you can get out. You'll hold it. It lets Honeyman, McManaman, Gooch, McGeady, if he was fit, any of those players can then get up well and get round him. To be fair, with the with the back five against Hull at home, there's no reason why he couldn't partner Martin with Madger. Another and, option, and you know that's something I'd be considering. But that, because, that's because what he gives ma- you. He gives you an option, doesn't he? The best work that Madger does at the moment is deep. When he drops off, picks a ball up. The has question a look. is, has he done enough to to warrant being selected ahead of say Gooch, who can also <clears> do that kind of thing? Well, you could put Gooch and, and Madger in there, and and you'd maybe Honeyman alongside Catmull in the middle with the two. You might have to but do that, that with the options they've got. That's you've got. Then. No, you haven't because you've got Gooch. And oh, no, sorry, Madger right. behind yeah, with, yeah, with right. those two sitting. But anyway, we'll find out tomorrow morning who's fit, who's available. Who's and, signing, uh, if anyone. Hopefully <laughs> we'll have a new face through the door, at least one new face through the door. And we'll be going into the, the whole game really positively. Whole game, actually, I haven't mentioned beforehand. Come to the Peacock and join us from about quarter past one. Um, and we've got Vic Hallam this, this week. Um, which, you know... Is Don't he available to, if needed? I know, yeah, I'll get yeah. him in. <laughs> Don't Don't have to, want to get in. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would be exactly the kind of player exactly. someone could do with. But don't have to talk about don't have to give him much of an introduction, everyone knows who he is. So get yourself along to the Peacock upstairs on Saturday afternoon before the match and uh Vic will be uh, taking your questions and you know, talking about what happened Happier in the past times. and obviously his take <laughs> on, on things now. Um but anyway, hopefully we'll see you there. And obviously we're back on Monday with the the Wise Men Say podcast. Thanks for listening. Wise Men Say, Sun FM preview show with Stephen Goldsmith and Gareth Barker. All things Sunderland. (laughs) 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.